Hey guys, this is Jacques. Welcome back to Unpopular. How is everybody? I wanted to catch up with you all because I have a bunch of episodes in the works, but I'm just waiting for like different TV shows to finish and I'm scheduling guests and, you know, with the time difference and everything. So there's like a lot coming up, but nothing's quite ready yet. And then I haven't done an episode here since the Gwen Stefani one. So I thought, let me just come on here, drop a solo, talk about some of the stuff on my mind, like Sam Smith and a few other things. I uh, almost got arrested on Australia Day. Well, not arrested, but I almost got fined. I actually got off with a warning, but it was still a heinous abuse of my civil rights. It was an outrage. It happened on Australia Day. I didn't even know that it was Australia Day, like, because... Here in Australia, like every year with Australia Day, there's this huge debate about changing the date because people are like, well, this date is when like they colonized Australia and it's racist and we can't be celebrating that. Not that like anyone's like no one's out here specifically being like, yay, like we, you know, we, we colonize the Aboriginal people. Like no one's doing that. People take the day off work and they have a few beers with an Australian flag and just chill out and they're like, oh, isn't it great to live here, you know, compared to, you know, other countries. Not all countries, some countries. Yes, it is better to live here. And that's what people do. And every year people scream and fight about it and say, we have to change the date. We have to change the date. We can't celebrate this. And it just ratchets up more and more constantly. And really it's just a bunch of like lefties posting like change the date memes on Instagram, but it's very annoying and it's very toxic. And it's kind of like, just fucking change the date already. Cause I'm sick of hearing about, like, I actually don't care either way. And I work public holidays because my kind of job yeah people are always like oh my god you have to work christmas you have to work at you do a night shift don't you work in the news yeah that you think the news just stops at like a certain oh yeah the news is stopping everyone like so i i work like public holidays and stuff so it doesn't even fucking matter to me so fucking change i don't just shut up about i'm so sick of hearing about it but i just thought people were arguing as usual it was like two o'clock in the afternoon at work and i don't even read australian news i only see it if i'm like happen to be on the home page at work and it was like two in the afternoon and then I got sent this like you know paparazzi photos of some you know Australian model that was like at the beach and it was like you know so and so frolics on the beach for Australia Day I was like oh my god is it just Australia Day whatever I thought it was like Melbourne Cup or something but anyway I'm working very boring day at work and then I'm looking forward to just finishing getting on my bike. You guys know that I love riding my bike around town and riding my bike to the gym, even though it was very, very hot, but I'm like, this will be good exercise because I I think I ate like two, no, I ate these like cookies for like dinner, the pre, like three, like the amazing cookies, but I'm like you need to get in the gym to like make up for this. So I'm like, I'll ride my bike all the way to the gym, have a big sesh, ride my bike back. You'll feel really fit and healthy. You'll be out in the sunshine. It'll be beautiful. I've got an audio book that I'm listening to that I'm trying to finish. I'm like, let me finish this book. Like I was just so excited about it. Just, you know, being in my vibe and unwinding after, you know, fucking day at the computer writing crap. And I'm on my bike. It's beautiful weather. Like gliding down the suburban street, getting into town. It was quite quiet with Australia Day. Like, I guess most people were, like, having barbecues at home or something. And, um, you know, I did see a few drunk, you know, bogans at the pubs and stuff that I went past. And then I'm going down the street towards the gym, and then ahead of me I see two cops on bicycles. 
And I'm like, oh, they must be out because usually there's not like cops just patrolling the streets here. You know, this isn't um, America. This is small town Australia, quite peaceful. And I'm like, oh, this must be because of Australia Day because, you know, all the yobbos get drunk and, you know, they might get in fistfights. And, you know, the bogans definitely come out on Australia Day. So I saw them and I didn't think. And then I was like, oh, fuck, I don't have my helmet because I do not wear a helmet when... I ride my bike. That's my choice. I don't like wearing a helmet. I don't want to wear a helmet. I actually tried. I tried to wear a helmet when I first got the bike. And I did a lot of research and I tried to find the most stylish one because they look stupid. And I have long hair now as well. So, you know, when I tie my hair up in my little high Ariana Grande ponytail, it's clearly not going to be comfortable under a helmet. And I was trying to find like the most stylish, comfortable one that I could find. And I got these helmets. They looked a little like Soviet, like Nazi style, but like cool. And I ordered it and like I got the wrong fucking size and it wouldn't fit on my head. And I don't know how to send. I just don't know how to send things back. Like when they give you the wrong size, like I don't know what to do. I don't understand like the post. I just don't get it. So I just like left the helmet there and never did anything. And then I was trying to find a helmet in town. And then do you know how much a fucking bicycle helmet costs? If you get like the good quality ones, it's like $350 or something. Like they're very expensive. So I was like, okay, well, I'm not paying that much for a goddamn helmet. So I just got one randomly from Big W, which is just like a cheap like department store here. And of course it was just like hard plastic, hell, very uncomfortable. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. Like, I'm not doing it. I'm not like mountain biking. I'm not riding in the middle of, you know, a busy city with like a semi-trailer up my ass or anything. I'm riding around a quiet, suburban, small town along a goddamn footpath, not near any traffic. Like, I'm fine. I'm a grown adult. I understand the risk. It's all good not wearing a helmet. And I've been riding my bike now, like without a helmet for like a year. I ride along the river. It's a beautiful ride. I go along the the river that runs through the town. Then I go into town to the gym. Love it. I feel the breeze through my hair. It's just like such a vibe. One of the only things that has brought me any joy in this goddamn town is riding my bike in summer without a helmet. Love it. Very aware of the risk. It's my, I can choose if I don't want to wear a helmet. So I'm going down the street and I see the two cops on their bikes, but they're ahead of me. And like, I didn't think they saw me because they're ahead of me. And I remembered, I'm like, oh, I don't have a helmet. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, they probably won't even care. But I was like, let me just like get out of their way a little bit. So, you know, I'm not like in their face. So I turn off down a different street and I go to go like the back streets. So I'm going up the back street and then they come and like cut me off in an alley. And I think what the, cause they weren't heading that way. They're going a completely different way. And I'm like, what the fuck? And they're like, you know why we're stopping you? And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And they're like, you saw us and then you turned off and you know why we're stopping you. You don't have a helmet on. Why don't you have a helmet? And I was like, it's too hot. Like it was fucking hot. It's the middle of summer in Australia on Australia. It was boiling. And I just said, it's too hot. And they're like, do you have a helmet? And I said, yeah, at home, which I do. And then, oh, my God, they're, like, interrogating me like I'm a fucking terrorist, like, getting my name, show me your Facebook so we can verify it, let me, like, look you up in the system to make sure you don't have, like, previous arrests, like, what, for not wearing a helmet? You're, like, checking my whole, which obviously I don't have. I'm a fucking law-abiding 
Well, I'm sort of a Laura. I mean, I follow the main laws that you should have. I don't follow the stupid ones like you have to wear a helmet if you don't want to. Like, no, I do not follow that rule. But, like, for the most part, no, there are no, like, records or anything shady. Like, I don't do anything. Like, I mind my own damn business. And they're interrogating me like a fucking criminal. And they were actually pretty nice. I mean, okay, they were Karens, but they were nice because – I do think, like, you know, with all the shit going on in America with, like, their police force, our police are definitely not, like, the American vibe, but they're just, like, more Karen-ish. And, like, I have police in my family, so we love the blue. We love the blue, but also defund the police because, like, you're not going to come over here and tell me what I have to wear on my goddamn head. Like, I can't make the decision for myself as a grown adult knowing the risk. Like, if I want to fly off the damn – if I want to hit a pebble – and fly off and land on my fucking head and be like Stephen Hawking. Like, I can do that because that's my decision, but apparently it's not. So there's such Karens. And especially in this town, because when my friend came and stayed with me like a month or two ago, um, he didn't have his pee plates on and it was a public holiday and we were driving, but they were stopping people, um, trying to get people that are uh, over the limit that have been, you know, drinking over the public holiday and they're like boozing at the next morning. I don't really drink alcohol, like very rarely. My friend is completely sober. We're not doing anything shady. We were, where were we going? I can't, I think we we're just going to the supermarket or something, like some mundane activity. And the cops pull us over, this fat fucking fascist, like, he was not nice like the cops that um, – the Karen cops that gave me a warning over the helmet thing because they could have fined me the, over the fucking helmet and they didn't. So, I do appreciate that they didn't find me. Like, although, honestly, I would rather just pay the fine and not and not wear the helmet. Like, I would rather yeah, – I should have just said that, but I was just kind of, like, shocked that this was even a thing. I should have just said, just fucking charge me the fine. Let me continue writing. I don't give a fuck. Okay, it's a couple hundred bucks. Like, it's, I'll pay it if I can – like keep riding my bike how I want to and have control over what goes on my body. Um, but this fuck, this fat fucking little fascist cop pulled us over, did the breathalyzer on my friend. Of course he was sober. And then the cop saw that he didn't, that he's a pee plater, but he hadn't had the pee because he shares the car with his girlfriend. So, and then sometimes the pee plate like blows off because he had drawn, he, he drove, to my town from Sydney, which was like hours. So I could have blown off, whatever. It was a reasonable excuse that he gave the cop. And the cop still chose to write us up for it because it was like he couldn't get us on fucking being drunk. He probably thought that we looked like dodgy and that we'd been drinking. So then he's like, he, you're like, why not give us a warning? You actually gave him a fine, hundreds of dollars. I told my friend to appeal it. I'm like, that's like fucking ridiculous. And you actually gave him like a decent excuse. But anyway, I guess a small town, like not much happens here. So they have to be Karens. They have to like go after people for these like minor little infractions, like fuck off. And... I'm so glad I didn't get fi- – if I got fined, it would have been my Rodney King moment. Like, I would have been like, nah, this is it. Like, we're taking to the streets. I actually wanted to, like, bash my head into the concrete. Like, am I allowed to do this? Like, can I stand here and bash my head in the concrete if I want or do I have to wear a fucking helmet? And I was talking to my friend about it and my friend, she's my little, you know, she's never – she's a very follows the rules on everything. She's like, I agree with the police. And she's like, because if you got injured – you could clog up the hospital system. You have to follow the rules. Like she agreed with all of the all the lockdown rules and stuff in Melbourne, which was like Dan Andrews, dictator Dan with the worst lockdown rules basically in the world pretty much. Him and 
that um, hag from New Zealand who's fucking quit her job now because she was about to fucking lose the election. So she's like, I need, I need to spend time with my fa-. like a real housewife. Oh, I'm stepping away to spend time with my family. Okay, so you're fired. Anyway, um, my friend totally agrees with dictator Dan. And I like I say to her like it's I'm I don't like argue with her over like lockdowns and stuff like I don't like you know we're good friends we're, she's cool like we're fine but like she agrees with all she's like nah he was doing what he had to do and I'm like what arresting people for going out and doing exercise in the middle of a of a fucking footy oval where there's no one around where COVID doesn't spread at them like. That didn't make sense. And then locking people inside where it spreads in the home. So you're arresting people for going out. They were. They were arresting people if they went outside without their mask and stuff. Or they broke their curfew of like, well, you're allowed to exercise for half an hour. And if they exercise for a little bit longer, they get it. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. I'm like... His rules were bullshit. It was a crock of shit. We know now, like, with all the information that we have out, she's like, nah, he just was doing what he had to do and we have to follow the rules. Like, there's nothing you could say to her that would just, just like, follow the rules. So she took the cop side um, with me on the helmet debacle. And she's like, you could clog up the the medical system. And I'm like, um, what about people that fucking skydive? What about people that go rock climbing? Not only rock climbing. They do free climbing where they'll fucking climb a big-ass fucking cliff or mountain or whatever without, like, harnesses. So they're allowed to do that. They can go to fucking Yosemite and climb up something without a harness, and that's fine. But I can't ride down a quiet suburban street without my helmet. What about the fucking morbidly obese? That was the point we made during the COVID of, like... But it's like the fat people that are dying, the obese, but they're already. And remember, Rogue Joe Rogan got all that backlash because he's like, "Yeah, should we talk about like healthy eating?" They're like, "How dare you say that?" But it's like, okay, so that's fine to clog up the system, but unvax can't clog. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a crock of shit. Um, they make safe injecting rooms for people to do drugs on the fucking side of the street. Oh, we'll let you shoot up your heroin here, like, nice and safe. Okay, so you can safely shoot up heroin, but I have to wear a bicycle helmet. It's not a motorbike. It's a fucking push bike down a quiet street. It's fucked. It ruined my whole evening, so I got... Hey, this is what's even worse, right? Yeah, he finds me. He's like, so you can't get back on the bike... I'm like, are you kidding? He's like, you can't get back on that bike because now you've been warned. So, and it's like, how do I get home? Like, I rode my bike into town. Like, what the fuck? So, I was so angry. So, I walked the rest of the way. Oh, my God. You know what they did? Again, such fucking Karen behavior. I'm walking with the bicycle and they, like, did, a like, some loop around the block to, like, cut me off again to, like, make sure that I hadn't got back on my bike. Like... Are you fucking serious? You think there's, like, go arrest a fucking rapist or something. Like, why why is all of Aubrey's police resources being focused on me for not wearing a helmet? It was out of control. And then I went to the gym and then I was, like, pacing around, like, furious, um, felt violated, couldn't believe it. And then I rang my mom and I, like, I told her what happened. I'm like, you know, you'll have to, like, take me home. And she's like, I'm not taking you home. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, I can't be bothered, like, because you've got to put a thing on the back of the car to, like, put a bike on it. And she's like, no, I can't be bothered. And she's like, I'll drop your helmet off. And I was like, fuck me. I'm like, don't tell me that I'm actually going to have to bow down 
to these cops and actually wear the helmet because I was like, I will never wear a helmet, like, just out of spite. So she drives past and she basically just, like, leaves the helmet at the front of the gym, like, on the fucking footpath and speeds off into the, you know, into the night. And I was too angry to work out. Whole evening ruined, of course. And I'm not kidding you. I put on the helmet. It was so uncomfortable. This is the cheap big W helmet. I honestly felt like it was a torture device from Saw on my head. There were these two hard plastic things that were ramming into my skull like I was pinhead. It was beyond. I'm like, how am I even going to ride the rest of the way home with this thing on my head? Because it was so awful. And then I was like trying to ride. I swear to God, the helmet, I, the likelihood of me having an accident increased when I had to wear that helmet because it was so uncomfortable that like I would have to like take my hand off the handlebar to like kind of like try to adjust it or like lift it up to a different position to stop the cheap plastic from like stabbing me in the fucking skull and then I was so annoyed like I purposely didn't wear like I wouldn't wear the helmet properly like I wore it so loose and like didn't like I had it the strap um, locked in because I knew that if they saw me, they'd be like, oh, that's not wearing a helmet because, like, you didn't, like, click the belt. But, I like, I pulled it out so it was, like, so loose. So even if I did have an accident, like, I would still be, like, paraplegic. So, you know, like, I'd still be seriously injured or die or whatever because I'm like, no, nah, I will not let this – under no circumstance why I let this helmet protect my head at all. So I wore it wrong on purpose. And then when I got home, I was like Googling countries of like where you can live without helmet laws. Cause I'm like, nah, this is my libertarian vibe now. Um, I will not wear this helmet under duress. So I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, they've taken away my one joy of living in this. I mean, thank God I'm leaving this fucking town anyway, but it's like this, this one thing of riding my bike was what it, so for them to even like infringe on it, I'm just disgusted and it's fucked. Um, and you know who else is being a fucking Karen? Do you guys know this actor, um, Zachary Levi? Honestly, I have no idea who he is. He's in like Marvel or DC or something. And he tweeted, like, yesterday, he tweeted something negative about Pfizer, but he actually didn't say anything vaccine-related. So someone had tweeted, um, do you agree or not that Pfizer is a real danger to the world? And then he quote, he quote tweeted it and said, hardcore agree with, like, a flat-faced emoji. People, like, lost their shit. I was surprised. Like, 2023, you can't criti- – what, you can't criticize a pharmaceutical company? Everyone was like – you're spreading misinformation, you're spreading anti-vax rhetoric, you owe people a clarification. Like, I'm not exaggerating. Go to the tweet and look at the, like, people flipped out. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I responded to some people, like, he doesn't owe you a clarification. Like, who are you? Like, like people are acting like he personally owes them a clarification because he tweeted that. And then He tweeted out after that because he was getting so much backlash. He said, just one example of what I'm referring to. And he tweeted this article. It was a government article. So this wasn't, you know, wasn't from Infowars.com. It was from like the the American Justice Government Department. And it was like um, the largest fraud case or something that Pfizer lost and they had to pay out billions of dollars. It was in 2009. So he tweeted that out of like, yeah, that's what I'm referring, you know, this is this one example. 
And then everyone's responding again, still furious. They're like, that article's from 2009 and putting like face palm emojis. It's like, wait, because it's from 2009, it's suddenly irrelevant. Like, what are you fucking people talking about? And then there's plenty of other lawsuits since then. If you just guys go on Google, just type in. I mean, it's a multi, it's a $250 billion pharmaceutical company. You think it's not dodgy? Uh, and I couldn't believe people were still simping this hard 2023 over this shit. I mean, aren't you people like leftists and you're like out here defending pharmaceutical companies to this degree? Like, I understand if you're you know, totally into the vaccine and stuff, like, that's fine. But, like, for someone – but if you're at the level, 2023, where if someone even says something, like, vaguely negative about, like, Pfizer and you're out here like, you better clarify this, I was rooting for you, I'm not supporting you anymore, like, something's wrong with you. Fuck, it made people – this whole thing just made people crazy. It really – it pushed people – like, I know people in my life that I would say were, like, pretty, like – I would say, like, centrist, and then post everything that went down full libtard like this. Like, they would probably be doing that. Um, You know, everything's a conspiracy, everything's a right-wing whatever, and then, of course, on the other end, it's gone the other way. But, like, just look at these replies. They're completely delusional. Like, I responded to someone, one blue check guy, he blocked me immediately. I said, he doesn't owe you a clarification. Like, you really tweeted this like you're important. Like, mind your business. Like, honestly, why can't people mind their own business? Like... Who cares if he tweeted that? Like, fucking go about your day. It's just the Karen-ness. It's too much. I can't I can't handle it anymore. Oh, my God. I also got this annoying review the other week. It was after I had Zach Peter on. I fucking knew that if I had Zach Peter on to talk about Housewife, some annoying Housewife fan would crawl out and, like, leave me some shady review or, like, bitch at me in the DMs about whatever, fucking Lisa Rinner or some shit. I fucking knew it would happen, and it did. And this person left me a review. First of all, I will say they still gave me five stars, which is actually so nice. It's like they know they this person actually knows me very well because they told me to like go back and listen to my episode, but they were like, I bet you're one of those people that says I never go back and listen, which is true. I'm not. So this person clearly gets me, and they also knew that like to give me critical feedback for me to like read it that they needed to give it with the five star. So we do appreciate that. That's really what you want from anyone. It's like, if you have a partner, you want them to like know what your buttons are and then not push them. Okay. So if they know what your buttons are and they are pushing them on purpose, throw them the fuck out. But if it's like, if they know what is going to like piss you off or trigger you and then they like, try to do a few things to kind of like remedy that and like, you know, tell you in a way that you can accept We love that. So I do appreciate that this person did that. But anyway, whatever. They were just like fucking whinging about something about how like I'm always contradicting myself on my housewives' opinions. I don't know what what were me and Zach even talking about. I can't remember. I have no idea because I was actually like thinking about – after I read the review, I was like thinking about it for a minute. And I'm like, Shark, what are you doing? It's like – I have all these other things I'm, like, listening to and doing. I'm like, do not let this, like, get in your head and now start thinking. What were you, like, about the – I'm like, you guys know how I feel about the housewives right now. Um, and then they said this was what, like, killed me. They were like, do you or do you not watch the housewives of Salt Lake City? Because you, you sure do know a lot and, like – Oh, my God. How many times have I fucking clarified this? There's no – okay, there's no conspiracy, first of all. Okay, take off the tinfoil hat. Calm down. Like, 
take a breath. Like there's, I'm not here coming up with this master plan where I come on the podcast and I like pretend that I don't watch the housewives of Salt Lake city, but then like secretly I do. I've told you guys, okay. I said that I was not going to watch season three and then I started watching and I watched like the first few episodes and I admitted it because I don't come up with bizarre lies about which housewife shows I watch and which housewife shows I do not watch. And if people subscribe to the Patreon, clearly they know which ones I watch because I reluctantly recap them on there. Okay. Um, I have told you that I follow these meme, annoying meme accounts and stuff still. Actually, some of them I like. Okay. Twitter, Jay's reality blog. That's a good one. He posts like clips of the episode. So yes, I still know what's going on. Like I still see a fight. I don't live in an underground bunker where I'm like completely unaware of everything that's happening on the shows. Like, yes, I will still see. And when people kept going on about Heather Gay's fucking black eye, I went on YouTube and I typed in Heather Gay Black Eye because people were like, she won't shut up about this. So, like, I watched some clips to see if people were overreacting or whatever. So, no, I do not watch the show. I see clips here and there. There's no conspiracy. Um, That's it. It's just, I don't know. Why is it with Housewives fans? They always think these weird things that there's, like, some, like, master manipulative, like, plot behind stuff. And I used to get that all. He's saying this to be controversial. Girl, I'm not. I'm just saying what my opinion is. And now this is why I don't fucking talk about it on here because you guys drive me up the fucking wall. And they also said you're really sad and angry, which, okay, obviously this is an angry, ranty episode of the podcast. But, like, how many fucking episodes have I been doing about stuff? that I actually like, like tons of them, like the Gwen Stefani episode, the White Lotus episode, the Christmas episode, talking about K-pop, like I'm talking about Blonde, talking about Tart, like literally like a million fucking topics and podcasts and positive things that I talk about that I like, but the fucking Housewives fans, everything revolves around that. So everything's a conspiracy about the Housewives. Your whole persona is judged on if you like this housewife or not that housewife or which one you're what. Like, I can't with the insanity. Anyway, you guys do want any of the Bravo content that is on the Patreon. I actually dropped a new Patreon the other day because some people were asking because it had been a minute since I dropped an episode on here. Do you have new episodes? Yes, it's on the Patreon. You know that. Last Patreon, I talked about other stuff as well and... God, what did I talk about? I definitely got into like Potomac and some Miami stuff, but there's other topics and there's other things and it's just a little like whatever's going on. And um, on the Patreon, I will, uh, I'll probably do Vanderpump Rules and some other stuff as that starts. I'm glad there'll be some like other Bravo shows starting up. So that is on the Patreon, patreon.com slash unpopularjp. Also, um, thanks to all the uh, other people that left me nice reviews that weren't conspiracies about the Salt Lake City housewives. I got a lot of other people uh, saying nice things and understanding the vibe. So we love you all. And we even love the conspiracy theory um because they still gave me five stars even though they were being shady so thank you okay let's wrap up this shit show by talking about the new sam smith music video it's called i'm not here to make friends a very reality tv-esque title so as you guys know he's had a bit of an image reinvention in recent years he came onto the scene about 10 years ago when some like record label plucked him out of a british music school because they needed to make a male version of adele so they had him doing all of these sort of woeful mills and boone ballads and then A few years ago, he came out as gay, so he started getting a little sassier and then eventually non-binary because he met that grifter, Alok. You guys know Alok. Like, 
Alok is this social climbing NB eyesore who latched onto a bunch of confused celebrities a few years ago, including Demi Lovato, of course, and Sam Smith. And he convinced them all that they were non-binary, clearly so he could, like, you know, mentor them and then worm his way into their life and then ride their coattails to fame, which actually has worked because he has over a million followers now. I mean, they, them, has over a million followers now. And he toured Australia recently. Like, he tours the world getting paid to do speaking engagements and just to honestly just read out, like, Tumblr gender theory to fucking white progressives. And he was in Australia recently and he was booked on all of our, like, major TV shows. Like, people treated him like he was a serious person. So, it's worked. So, shout out Alok. Um you know, whatever you can do to get to the top. And Sam has been turning himself into more of a pop girl in recent years, ever since, you know, becoming non-binary. So he's really just trying to be like a Dua Lipa vibe. Um, He really completed this transformation with the Unholy comeback, which is just horrible. Truly one of the worst pop songs I've ever heard. I'm not even like exaggerating, being fucking dramatic. Like, oh my God, it's the worst thing I've ever heard. Like, it literally is the worst thing I've ever heard. It's so bad. Everything about it sends physical cringe shudders through my entire body. The lyrics, I mean, like the lyrics about like, you know, mummies popping it and dropping it. Like, it's so fucking embarrassing. Um, On the music video where Sam's doing like body rolls and licking his lips, like he thinks he's Christina Aguilera and dirty. It's just horrendous um you see guys like him at the gay clubs it's just these like chubby camp queens and they're role-playing like they they're they're cosplaying that they're britney spears or something and like grinding to an ariana grande remix and it's like nobody wants to fuck you and you're just there by yourself and you know you're going home with someone who's got serious beer goggles and isn't even that attractive to begin with um the song unholy it features kim petrus who is a transgender pop star I love her, or I did love her, pre-Unholy. It's sad because she used to be really incredible before this song. I've been a fan of hers for years. Um, you guys know that I mostly listen to K-pop because it is the superior uh, pop music genre, but Kim has been putting out these amazing pop records since, like, 2017, and a lot of her stuff was just pure, like, 80s, emotionally charged synth pop, like, very Carly Rae Jepsen, the kind of songs that would have gone to number one for like five straight weeks if Katy Perry or Kesha had put them out, like, you know, back when they were, you know, ruling the charts before they got washed up. And um, one of her songs, actually, it's a really good Can't Do Better. It's like so anthemic and angsty. It sounds like a break breakup record that would be in like a Netflix teen drama, but one that's been like inspired by John Hughes movies. Like it's so good. I just loved what Kim was doing. The reason Kim's music was so good and they were like real pop songs. It wasn't any of this like self-conscious, like indie shit. It was just like pure pop hooks, like how a pop song should be done 80s style. And, um, the reason it was so great and so like that is because it was all produced by Dr. Luke, who was cancelled after Kesha accused him of sexual assault and all of these other things. And, you know, Dr. Luke was the biggest hit maker on the charts until then. Um, and when he got cancelled, everybody dropped him, like Katy Perry and all of those girls would not work with him. They dropped him like a hot potato because it was just bad PR for them to be associated with him. And, like, anybody that still seemed to work with him would get bashed on Twitter by Stan Twitter. So he was sort of exiled by the industry, even though, and I love Kesha, but 
none of her stuff was ever actually i think she's like lost all of her (laughs) cases but anyway it's a whole other story but then kim petrus and like doja cat started working with dr luke because at the time they were up and comers they had nothing to lose they weren't like katy perry where you already had a reputation they just were like trying to make it in the pop commercial industry dr luke knows how to make a fucking great hit song so all of those early like doja cat hits like say so and like that they were all produced by dr luke and you know kim petrus was working with him hardcore up until probably unholy which is again worst song i've ever heard um i've disowned her since unholy it's sad that she has to even do a song that shitty just to like get a hit when she's put out all these like you know, gold standard pop stuff for years and years and just nobody fucking cared. But anyway, we all know that pop music's not about the music, really. It's, you know, it's the marketing and the timing and the image and are you hot and is this what's trendy right now and is, you know, did your record label push it on radio enough and did it go viral on TikTok, etc. So, unfortunately, it hadn't really worked out for Kim. Um, and Unholy went to number one. I do suspect payola or some kind of like chart manipulation because i just don't understand how that song could hit it that big it's so it's so shitty especially in the u.s and sam smith he has consistently been on the charts for a long time but like that song i don't know i find it fishy that it was as popular as it was but anyway he's back with uh his new single not here to make friends it's literally just like Tesco disco production with lyrics about being a slut. Very standard Z100 fodder. The song's fine. Like, I wouldn't download it, um, but I wouldn't be offended if it came on like I was with his kind of Adele, Kerry Katona for Iceland supermarket balladry. That stuff was like offensively bad. This is just like, oh yeah, another one of these like, you know, wannabe like Doja disco pop songs. Cool. Um, The music video is the thing that's got everyone with their panties in a twist. Sam is really getting into his queer, non-binary identity. He's dressed up like a drag queen and a showgirl and a French prostitute in lingerie in a corset. There's one scene where he's wearing, um, you know, nipple pasties and shaking his man boobs while he gets sprayed with streams of water, which is supposed to obviously look like a kind of golden shower. Not even a golden, like a bukkake of golden showers because it's coming from all directions. He's pretty brave because he cops the golden shower in the mouth. Like, you know, usually you just take the hit on the body, but you've got to be like pretty down to take it straight in the mouth. So good for him. Shout out to Sam Smith. It's supposed to be shocking. Um, it's shocking the conservatards for sure. Everyone else is just like eye rolling. It's very embarrassing. Um, I tweeted yesterday that it's about as sexy as Megan Trainer doing a right said Fred cover and about as believable as that too. Like, It's very awkward. You can't pull it off. And it's not that he's a, you know, fat, balding queen that makes it not hot, okay? It's just not believable. Like, I'm not buying what you're selling. Like, Lizzo gets a lot of backlash, too, because she's fat and she shakes her ass in a thong and, you know, doesn't give a fuck. But, like, that's her. Like, that's her vibe. She's confident. She owns it. She has fun with it. Her music's better than Sam's. You know, I'm not the hugest Lizzo fan because some of her stuff I think is very corny, but like, she definitely has some good songs. She's definitely talented. She's one of a kind. Like, I don't think you can really 
specifically compare her to other artists that are out. It really feels like Lizzo came on the scene and is just, is just doing her, doing her own thing. You know, I don't look at her and go, oh, my God, she's totally ripping off, you know, this pop star or whatever like I do with Sam Smith. You look at Sam Smith and it's like, oh, you're just this, like, theatre dork that started hanging out with the Loke and now you think you're Britney Spears like every other basic twink on Molly at the club. You know, like, you are not special. Like, you are very generic and very cheesy. And you know what? It's all inherently fake because of the non- non-binary thing. Like, we know non-binary is not real. Um, it's not, whatever, the pronouns and stuff. I'm surprised he's even still doing it because a lot of people have dropped the non-binary identity now. I saw someone tweet, I can't remember who, but they said something about how everyone's dropping the pronouns from their email signatures now and pretending that it didn't happen. And someone tweeted like, if you had your pronouns in your bio, you should have to like tattoo it on your forehead to let everyone know that you played along with this whole charade. And it's not like Sam Smith's the first gender-bending, campy, gay male artist. We've had Adam Lambert. We've had David Bowie. We've had all of these people, Grace Jones, like Prince. Um, It's not a new thing, but they just expressed themselves as artists and and did their thing and shocked a few people. It didn't come with this sort of like trendy bandwagon, fake gender ideology that doesn't even make sense where, you know, like – fucking David Bowie's not coming out doing his shit or even Adam Lambert and saying, please get my pronouns correct. And this is how I feel guardian. Let's write a 50 page article about how I feel, you know, like it was more about the art and stuff. So just the whole non-binary thing makes it feel fake. And watching Sam Smith in this, it's like, Dude, you want to be George Michael so fucking bad, but like, you're not that girl. You're not about this life. Look, looks do, (laughs) look, look, looks do play a part. Like, I'm not going to say that it's completely irrelevant, um, but you can still be not conventionally attractive and make it work and kill it like Lizzo is. But like, George Michael was conventionally hot, okay? But with Sam Smith, it goes beyond just, like, George Michael being hot and Sam Smith being, you know, mediocre. George Michael was about that fucking life, okay? Even at the peak of his fame when he's, like, this A-list music legend, he was passing out of the fucking traffic light because he took too much G, okay? He was cruising truckers in a local park or a toilet block because he was such a sex, like, a sexual deviant, really. I think he had HIV, too. I mean, fucking HIV, I'm sure, was tip of the iceberg of the stuff that he had going on. He even made a song about his arrest, when he got caught, you know, soliciting in the toilets. It was called Outside back in 1998, so things were not as accepted back then. It was still quite edgy to do this, and the music video has, like, gay guys, like, fucking in the gym and fucking outside in the park, and then they're in a toilet block, and the toilet block transforms into a disco, and George Michael's dressed as, you know, the cop that arrested him and, like, gyrating around riding a fucking nightstick. Like, it's so badass and transgressive and campy, and fun, even the way he sings it, like he puts on this very deep voice. It's very like, feels like Tom of Finland. Like it's so cool and it just totally works. And then cut back to Sam Smith and even Sam Smith shaking his man boobs. It still feels like, oh, you're making music for the Z100 minivan moms. Like you can't pull this off. You're not George Michael. You're not divine. He wants to be divine so bad as well. He wants to be a lot of fucking people. He wants to be divine. It's like, no, you're not divine. You're not Lizzo. You're not George Michael. 
you're literally Megan Trainer in that brief window that Megan Trainer had after her like you know all about that base when she sort of tried to do like choreography and do more of like a sexy image and it's like mm, no or when like Demi Lovato was like I'm gonna be like hot I think Demi Lovato worked with Dr Luke too cool for the summer was that Max Martin it was one of them and like that was a I like that song it's a banger but it was like Demi girl like we know that this like isn't you you can't pull it off um and that's Sam Smith. You can't pull it off. And I skimmed his new album and I thought, oh, okay, like the whole album is going to be this slutty dance pop like Unholy and not here to make friends. And it's like half the album from what I heard was still like shit radio ballads. Like it sounds like Neo or like David Foster wrote them. It's fucking dreadful. Like, oh my God, you're still doing this shit. He's kind of hedging his bets like, oh yeah, I'm going to do, I'm going to do the like the disco pop and be a whore, but like I'm still going to have these like crap ballads for like all the old ladies, that, you know, all the Adele fans that still listen to me, you know, for my voice. And I don't mind a generic pop girl. I'm a big Kelly Clarkson fan, so it's not like I turn my nose up at all, you know, generic pop music, but like Sam Smith is like exceptionally bad and dull and horrible. And I get shit for liking K-pop. And one of the great things, and I really was thinking about this when I watched the Sam Smith comeback, is the way that it's like packaged and put together you would never catch a K-pop star doing a Sam Smith, right? Because when Korean record labels are creating you and they're creating an artist, they will like look at you and the type of like visual that you have and they'll be like, okay, you're a really cute, innocent looking girl. So we're going to give you this like sugary song about having, you know, a crush on a boy and we're going to dress you up as a schoolgirl, and you're going to be like really innocent or they'll be like, okay, you, your facial features make you look kind of like fierce and confident. So we're going to give you more of like a hip hop song and you're going to have lyrics about being like a strong woman who doesn't need a man. They'll really like tailor it to you. They're very conceptual where like every single piece of this will be thought out to the visual, to the song, to the choreography, to like everything to your personality on because you know it is man american music's manufactured too of course but it's like there's a different level of like attention to detail that they do in korea and like a k-pop record label would never go oh yeah you're like a stocky aging queen we're gonna dress you up as like miley cyrus during bangers and we're gonna make you sound like doja cat like south korea would never they would look at sam smith and go okay you look like this Let's stick with the Adele ballads. You know, um, the girl group that I'm obsessed with now, New Jeans, I've mentioned her on, I've mentioned New Jeans on here once or twice. Uh, I post about them on my Instagram sometimes. Like, they're the biggest thing right now, okay? Blowing up everywhere. They just got on the cover of um, Britain's Enemy magazine. They've made history on the Hot 100, like the fastest K-pop group to ever chart on the Hot 100. And the way that they were put together is so genius and, like, masterful. So they have this, like, Y2K concept, like, very turn-of-the-millennium fashion and vibes and everything. It's done in a way that's very cool to young people because, you know, old fashions come back around. That's how you know you're old when, like, this, when you were, you know, when you were, like, 13 or whatever, when all that shit goes out of fashion, then comes back into fashion, you're like, oh, okay, I'm old now. Or like, you know, the songs that were like big when you're a teenager, when you start hearing them getting like sampled in like new songs, you're like, okay, I'm old now. So like new jeans have that where they're doing the Y2K in a, in a way that's like, 
appeals to young people, but then for older people like me who were coming of age during that period, it feels very nostalgic of like, oh my God, I remember we used to wear that. We used to look like this. And then their songs are actually produced and written by like indie artists in Korea and like underground hip hop artists and stuff. So it's not the Dr. Luke of Korea that's doing their music. They get like more indie artists, but then they do it in a way that's still like catchy K-pop style, obviously, because they're not going to release like straight up indie music. It's still K-pop. But their songs, because of the way they're produced, they have this like lo-fi indie quality to some of them. So they actually sound a lot less polished than Sam Smith by miles. So it's like you compare them and Sam Smith's the one that sounds like the factory produced like pop fodder, like straight off the the factory line of like anybody could do this. Whereas the new jeans songs (laughs) sound like it's completely been tailored to them and it sounds way more lo-fi and like authentic, even though technically if you're going to like line the two artists up, there would be more manufacturing and producing and, you know, fakeness going into new jeans than there would going into Sam Smith. And then it's like, New Jeans songs, a lot of the songs lyrically, I mean, K-pop songs mix English lyrics and Korean lyrics, so you don't know the whole thing, but just they'll sell you the vibe and the feeling and enough English words where you kind of like will get the vibe of what it's about. A lot of their songs are sort of about having an unrequited crush, like you've got feelings for somebody, you're too shy to admit it, and like all you want, like all you care about is that person saying back that they like you too and that they feel the same. It's like that teen angst that you feel when you're at that age and it's like life or death. Everything revolves around the crush that you have and you're just going to absolutely fucking die if this person doesn't like you back. And Amy Winehouse, one of the great British artists, unlike Sam Smith, one of the worst British artists, Amy Winehouse, the legend, she was inspired by a lot of that stuff uh, for Back to Black. So she was listening to all 60s girl groups, like the Shangri-Las, the Crystals, all of their songs, like, you know, He Hit Me and It Felt Like a a Kiss, um, Past, Present, Future, all of those songs are about, like, you know, I'm going to throw myself on a fucking train if you don't like me black if you don't like me back and that's why back to black had that kind of like all or nothing like feeling when it came to love and romance you know that's why it's sort of like the ultimate like heartbreak angsty record so with new jeans You've got the nostalgic Y2K stuff, which is like automatically melancholy if you're older. So it already has, even though it's pop, you still feel that melancholy nostalgia. It takes you back to the past. It sort of evokes memories of your youth. You're like, God, you know, I remember how I felt when I had a crush on that person. Like it takes you right back there. And then the songs, even though they are, again, they are manufactured pop, but there's like this lo-fi kind of emo-ness to them. And then suddenly they feel so much more authentic than like a Sam Smith or like, you know, a Dr. Luke song or whatever. You really feel it in a different way. You're like, God, this really feels like my first crush or whatever. Like it's so real. Or you could even, if you had a crush now, you might like apply it to to current day. And then you combine that all with how much attention to detail they've put in with like the visual concept and the music video. And it, it, you just, it captures your emotions in a way that goes so much further beyond like, okay, look, they're dressed in Y2K clothing. Hey, isn't that nostalgic? No, this is like a whole fucking package and experience. Then you cut to Sam Smith and it's like, okay, he's doing this insipid radio, Tesco, disco, and he's getting a golden shower and you, like, think you did something there. Like, I don't feel anything. It's like, okay, kind of catchy. I have a few drinks. Maybe I'll dance to it. I mean, probably the fact that it's Sam Smith, I just wouldn't dance to it on principle. But you know what I mean? Like, 
It's so fucking shallow. Though I will give him some credit for being so talked about because it's kind of like he still had hits, but he wasn't. He was like a baby Rexa. You know that chick? It's like she has a lot of hits on the charts, but people don't really think about her as an artist or anything. And with Sam Smith, it was kind of like, yeah, he would get a song because he would have some stupid ballad that's featured in, you know, Fifty Shades or whatever, like stuff like that. But people weren't really thinking of him as like like they would think of Harry Styles or they would think of these like main pop people. And now with this like non-binary queer thing, He's, like, put himself into that conversation with, like, real pop stars that are, like, actual, like, big names. So, if this isn't all just payola and chart rigging, which, I don't know, part of me does suspect that, I would love, oh, God, I wish someone could do an investigation into that. Does anyone, is anyone in the music industry listening that has any inside tea? Actually, you know what? I'm actually friends with the prominent, well, I wouldn't say friend, friendly with a prominent UK songwriter, hitmaker, artist. Yeah, I'm going to fucking ask them off the record. Hey, is there any kind of like rigging going on with this Sam Smith thing? Although he's probably friends with Sam Smith because they're both in that kind of like queer vibe. I don't know. Maybe I won't ask. Don't want to offend him. Anyway, um, Unholy was number one. So if it's not rigged, clearly Sam Smith's doing something right. And all people talked about on Twitter yesterday was the was that video of Sam Smith running around lingerie, shaking shaking his rolls and shaking his jelly, you know, like his Beyonce. And of course the conservatives have taken the bait. I fucking cannot deal with the conservatives lately with their reactionary shit to anything that's like queer. It's like they're freaking out about it for the wrong reasons. Like they're like, there's children watching this. Won't somebody think of the children? Guys, kids don't listen to Sam Smith. He's a minivan mum artist. I told you, he always has been. He was a fucking male Adele for fucking sappy radio Tesco ballads, okay? Frozen fish food ballads. Like, and now he's doing the same for like millennials. He's making like pop for millennials. Like Zoomers and younger don't care. Go on. I'd like double checked this. Go on TikTok. Look at the unholy sound tab or whatever to see who's doing unholy. They're all like millennials. And I always feel weird with that millennials all have like kids and stuff because I still think of myself as younger and I'm like, hang on, like millennials have like seven-year-olds and stuff now. Um, It's like parents like (laughs) doing like unholy challenges. So no, children are not listening to Sam Smith. They don't give a fuck about Sam Smith. I'm getting so sick of the right-wingers flipping out of every LGBT thing. Like, the correct take is to hate Sam Smith because he's, like, corny and makes shit music and doesn't know how to, like, do a concept that suits him as an artist and he thinks he's do a leaper. It's not to just blindly hate him because he's doing something that's, like, queer, like, because that's triggering you. Like, are you really that mad that Sam Smith's getting a golden shower? It's not that bad. Like, it's embarrassing, but it's not going to, like, ruin your child's life, okay? There's been sexual music videos for decades and decades. It's kind of a thing. Pop music does that. It's like every time someone gets shocked at, like, a sexual pop music video, it's like, you know, that's pop music. Like, pop music's just packaging sex, like, all of it. Um, If you don't like it, go watch K-pop videos like I do. New jeans aren't getting golden showers, I can tell you that. New jeans are not getting golden showers. Actually, watch the New Jeans OMG video. They're dancing in bunny hats in a mental institution and the whole video is, like, based off this artsy Park Chan-wook film about, like, 
this suicide woman who gets locked up in a sanitarium because she thinks she's a cyborg and then she like licks electrical wires because she thinks she needs to to like charge herself and then she falls in love with this other patient and then he's trying to like save her before she kills herself because she won't eat food because she thinks that she can only eat electricity uh it's a very offbeat quirky artsy rom-com and you know new jeans being the artists that they are did a whole music video based but they changed it and they made it where they think they're they're siri in the iphone it's all about social media and whatever they're doing some next level stuff that you know the sam smiths of the world and who else who what are the other shit pop stars I'm not on the Harry Styles hate bandwagon, to be honest. I think some of his songs are okay. Actually, you know what? I'm wrapping this up, but let me check the Hot 100. Let me tell you who's shit. Well, Miley Cyrus is number one. We love that. Oh, Scissor Kill Bill. I love that. I don't listen to Taylor Swift. I actually, I'm not even shitting you guys. I've not heard one song from the last Taylor Swift album with the exception of there's one song that's like goes viral all the time where they're like, Hey, it's me or something. I don't, it's so bad, but like I've heard that used in like reels or whatever, but I've never heard the full song. Um, Oh my God. Unholy still top five. What is going on? Oh, I like the bait, the baby Rex or whatever the I'm blue double D remix. So it's just like fun. Like it's just fun. Like it's just a pop song. It's just fun. Like dance. Like, yeah, let's go out and have a good time. I don't mind that. I'm not mad at Harry Styles as it was. Don't know this. Don't know this. Don't know this. Oh my God. Chris Brown's still on the charts. Man, talk about uncancelable. The amount of shit Chris Brown's done. He's still like, his song is number 14. Ugh, Megan Trainer, atrocious, Beyonce, bye. How funny was it Beyonce performing in Dubai? Because she got all of that backlash because they're like, you know, they don't support gay rights there. The thing that made that funny is that not just that she's being a hypocrite, but it came after she did that album where she's like, this is my queer, my queer underground dance ballroom album. And it's like, first of all, you've never been in the queer scene or know anything about it. You're, you're from like a conservative Texas family and you got famous very young and you've just been rich since then and like on yachts with Gwyneth Paltrow and then like every single thing that she does is so again another fucking fake ass manufactured western artist that sells you this like fake art I mean she does it better than Sam Smith um because she does things that kind of suit her more but it's just really funny when people fall for it like when she had that whole like you know i'm a black panther like blm thing and then she's done this like it's like bitch what do you know about the queer scene like you don't know anything about this and now you've done this like dance album pretending you know this shit and then as soon as someone offers you you know 10 mil to go in dubai you're like oh sure like you're like on the private jet like first thing like she's just so fake um who else is on these charts i don't know like any of these songs really oh wow that Nicki minaj song's still in the top 30 wow i do like the scissor i like scissor kill bill that song is what i'm listening to um oh my god miguel's sure thing is still on girl miguel's sure thing when i first started as a blogger that demo was like a hit. Like I had that song as a demo when I was like a music blogger. That was the song that was going around for like a couple of years before it got officially released. And then it became like an actual hit. And now we're like a decade later, it's still in the chart. The charts have changed so much now. We're like old songs come back and, and do well. 
Oh, Lizzo, About Damn Time. That is a pretty good song. Like, it feels cheesy because they use it in, like, every, like, banking commercial and stuff. But I actually looked at the music video um, after Sam Smith because I was typed in Lizzo to do, like, a little comparison just mentally because, you know, just how I said that she can pull it off and he can't. And I'm like, you know, good for you. Like, it is a good song. Anyway, guys, um, thanks for listening. I'll see you all when I see you. Of course, new content goes up on the patreon sort of every maybe like week and a half there's some new stuff on the patreon depending a lot of bravo and some other hot topics and um do we have some new bravo premieres this week whatever if anything's premiering on bravo like vanderpump or jersey or whatever that'll be up on patreon and uh yeah uh leave me a nice review the usual share the pot on social media follow me at unpopular jp the whole thing thanks guys bye